episode. I am a little late recording this. It won't matter to anyone listening and I know no one cares, but I was just watching the premiere episode of the new season of Married at First Sight, another one of my favorites, and it just reminds me to let you know that even though the challenge is ending, tonight's the finale, we're going to do a full recap of the the final and how everything went down, who's the winner, blah, 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 but just because the show's ending doesn't mean that this podcast is ending. I'm going to keep it going like I was doing before the show started picking some of my favorite shows from the week. Um, I might do one episode of a really crazy show. If it's like Real Housewives in New York, it's really good again. Or I might cover a few new episodes, 90 Day Fiance is going on, this new season of Married at First Sight. There is a lot of stuff still going on. I'm in a little bit of a panic what's going to happen after all of these shows air and like they haven't been able to film any reality TV for the past six months. So a lot of the shows that I would normally be expecting to see pretty soon are not going to be coming out, but I will try not to think about that for now. And at least let's start talking about the finale of the challenge 35. So I guess I lied again. We will get into the episode, but the first thing that I must address on the number one Fessy podcast of all time in the history of podcasts, the biggest Fessy fan podcast on Spotify, on Apple Music or whatever the fuck Apple puts this on, um, but Fessy and Haley have broken up. Um, Haley announced it on her Instagram story to update the fans, basically, and say they've decided to be friends. I honestly, my heart kind of skipped a beat when she posted it. I love them both separately, but I also love them very much together. I think they were like they were posting together as of a week ago. She was like how proud she was. He made his first final. I don't know what happened. He Fessy went live after this episode and didn't talk about it at all. He hasn't addressed it. So I don't know if maybe like he screwed something up and he's trying to win her back. I don't know. I'm very torn up about it. Um, I obviously love Fessy, but if I can't be with him, which I know I probably cannot uh, for a multitude of reasons, I want him to be with the second best option, which is Haley. So I'm heartbroken about it. I will keep you guys posted, whatever I find out. If you hear anything, if you know any details why they broke up, please share with me. I am devastated. So, all right, finally, we'll get into the episode. All right, we pick up where TJ has announced they're all packing their bags, they're going somewhere, and they've all made the final. I was trying to figure out this at the end of the episode. I really could have sworn I was missing something last week that there's five guys left and there's only four girls left. I have watched it 25 times. No one's mentioned anything about it. I just figured it would be kind of even men and women. Did someone quit and we missed it? Like, do we, it was D there the whole time and we just never saw her because they cut her out of it? Like, did D compete in this final? I don't know. It was confusing to me. I just wanted somebody to acknowledge it. They didn't. We open the episode and you know it's going to be a banger. No Quitters has been asking people what they think the 90s throwback song is going to be. Each episode, I really thought I had it. Um, 
and I didn't at all. Um, I had a few guesses of what it was going to be, and they opened the episode. There, first of all, there was a lot, and the, this has been the unsung hero of the entire season. Anyone that watched will definitely tell you whoever's doing the music coordination, epic job, A++, deserves a raise. There have been so many good moments around these songs, and bringing it back, again, is just bringing more life into the show. So they open with Chumbawamba, Get Knocked Down, Electric. Electric City, we are headed to a final. It's like that type of vibe. Everyone's excited. They're drinking out of the shoes at the bar. Bananas is like stressed. They're setting it up for a Bananas success story. I already saw it coming. Um, and it just set the mood and got hype up so much that this was going to be an epic finale. And spoiler alert, it was so boring. I'm annoyed by the whole finale. I mean, we'll get to what happened, who wins. Obviously, if you're listening to this, you know. But overall, I just expected for all of the hell and all of the hype that TJ pumps this finale up to be, I didn't think there was enough juice to it. It was like kind of a short finale. There was no, I like my finals to have a little bit of everything. Like I did, I like, and I called it, you can rewind the tape. I knew they were going to do some sort of like scaling up the side of a snowy mountain. That was the whole first day, second day of this challenge. That was the whole final. It's just them like walking up this snowy mountain. I personally like my finals. I like my players to be well-rounded. I like somebody who can do the like stay out in the cold thing, um, endurance of walking up the side of the mountain if they have to like use that tightrope to get across. I like having a little bit of math, which they did. There were no puzzles, which like that used to be such a necessity. You needed somebody on your team or you needed to like practice your puzzle skills before you went on the show because you knew there was going to be a puzzle in the final. No puzzle. I mean, the math problem was the the only resemblance of anything mental that you had to actually complete as part of this. They had to at first like ski back and forth, pick up logs and start a fire. Then they had to on the first day. So each day only had two legs. So then they had to run up the side of the mountain and Fessy wins the first half of the challenge for the guys. Jenny kind of is running away with this thing from the get-go. Like, I don't really think she broke a sweat through all of this. So it really came down to the guys. That was more interesting. I hate to sound um, like that kind of girl, but I think it was very obvious from the week episode one that Jenny was going to walk away with this thing. But then they just have to, like, run up the side of a mountain, and whoever gets there first wins the day. So everybody called it was going to happen. Fessy is one of those big guys that usually say burns out, taps out, gets winded, and doesn't make it through the running part of the challenge. Now, I was watching Fessy's live. He was talking a lot about how, like, how many layers they were wearing and how it makes the guys heavier. And because the snow is really deep, like, it was harder for them to run in the snow. But it all sounded like a little bit of an excuse. He gets lapped by, like, everybody. And Corey goes on to pass him. Corey wins day one. Jenny wins day one. Um, at one point, Bailey, like, tears her MCL, or that's what her medical diagnosis is later on in the episode it does look kind of gnarly that's like something I definitely would do she rolls her leg all the way back and 
I don't know. She did go through all of the rest of the day. And once they got to that compound house and she found out she was going to have to stay outside, there was just no way. Whoever said it on the episode, that that broke her. She was not going to continue with that. I do think her... I, I don't think she was faking it. Like, I don't I don't think she was going to win regardless, but I don't think she was faking the knee injury. So um, I just think it was very rich that at the beginning of the episode, and I feel like I say that a lot. It's like, that's very rich, but that's my new saying, I guess. Um, she was pretty brazen at the beginning of the episode saying that Melissa was, like, not about that final life. She just wanted to, like, put it on her record that she went for moral sake and and that she really wasn't gonna compete and at the time I took personal offense to it because Melissa is a monster she is a beast I just every time I have flashbacks of that elimination with Sylvia and nobody knew it they didn't talk about obviously she must have found out right when she got home she's pregnant during this it makes it all the more impressive nobody is bigger team Melissa than me but those two Bailey and Melissa had no shot. This became a two-woman race between Casey and Jenny. And I think Casey, in a final like this, she's never won one before. I can't imagine. She's like a big challenge watcher beforehand. But I just think Jenny was prepped for this. I think it was written in the stars. I think Casey had a little bit of those like popcorn muscles for this where she looks super intimidating and she's good at talking to people and playing the game that everyone just saw her as like a huge threat. She didn't really win a ton of competitions when she was on Big Brother either. Um, so I think people like overestimated her a little bit. I still think she's good and I think she's a good addition to the challenge. So I hate to say anything even remotely negative. But Corey and Jenny win the first, I'm using air quote, leg of this because there were technically two legs of this. And in previous challenges, they had counted everything kind of cumulatively in terms of timing, like how long it took you to complete this, how long it took you to complete the second half. They'd add it together and like determine advantages based on that. And from what it sounds like, they weren't told of how any of that was going to be done until it was kind of like ready, set, go. So TJ kept saying like, by the way, you know, I said I I stress being a winner and you got to win on the show. And then the first sign of winning, which is Corey and Jenny, they like, quote unquote, won this, even though it was a two part race. They won the, the, the net net of the both of them. And... They get rewarded. They're in the final tribunal of the season. They're going to nominate one guy, one girl to go up for elimination after they've just spent this entire day walking and scaling up this freezing cold. You can see their breath looks miserable. They've been living in a bunker for the past three months. They've been doing this all day, and I don't even think they, like, got a cup of coffee. They didn't even get, like, a hot tea in between them making it to this compound and having to go immediately into elimination. So everyone looks miserable. The looks on their faces is just defeat. I can see like dried, crystallized tears from crying, walking up this huge thing. It had every element of what a final should be. I just don't think it was like really thought out how it was done. And it was super anticlimactic at the end when they were actually winning. There was no buildup or tension in it whatsoever. Um, so they go straight into elimination and basically... I don't know how it happens that at this point, everyone has a red skull. They're literally in the final. We have people volunteering to go in. Like Rogan and Melissa just whipped their hand up in the air 
and agree to go in this final elimination. They've been doing shit all day walking. It's like Melissa had such a rough day with child and they just volunteer. She's just like, well, I kind of suck today. So I want to prove myself. And Rogan, I think just has so much pent up testosterone that he needs to release it somehow. So he always is volunteering for this, but it was nuts. There was no fight over it. There was none of that. It was such a lackluster drama part of the episode. Corey and Jenny did what anybody had to do. It was clear from a thousand miles away that all you have to do is you have to vote in Casey. You have to vote in bananas there just has to be you if you can take either of those two out if Casey and Melissa had gone up and it was some sort of like puzzle Melissa won Jenny in that final she would have walked across the finish line I think she she would have done it in three days and she still would have won bait with Bailey's leg injury there was no way there were any other options than putting Casey and Johnny Bananas in. They tried to trick people thinking Corey's putting Fessy in. No, it's not happening. That was the only move possible. And as we get to the elimination, basically as soon as they show up, Melissa quits, bows out. It's a respectable move in an overall game sense. Like she knew there was no way she was going to win. I feel like she gave her absolute best effort that first day and just came in dead last. And she was like, there's nothing I can do more that's going to win this. I feel like she could have if she just stayed that second day. I don't think there was anything in there that Melissa couldn't have done. But knowing, you know, she was pregnant, she probably was feeling a little all over the place like, Maybe she had her intuition that something was up. She decided to leave. Nobody really like gave her any shit for it. TJ just kind of like, okay, it's your decision, right? And she left. So Casey gets her free win, quote, another air quote situation. She didn't really win. She didn't beat anybody. And and then we have Bananas and Rogan going up against each other in this lame-ass challenge. There's nothing really set up. There's just a bell in the middle of two dumpster trash cans, and they have to jump up, and whoever hits the bell two times wins. It, fe- it felt very last minute. Like, this was a last minute idea. Somebody was on Google and was like, what can we do? We're out in the cold. What type of challenge can we do? I just felt like all of the money and resources this season went into the music budget and not a lot into the challenge logistics themselves and it was disappointing so tj announces that any of the people that have won that day um get to go in the compound and i guess i forget to mention this is like how dumb this whole episode is this whole final was that bananas beat rogan i mean rogan has played like rugby his entire life you saw what he did in the hall brawl i don't know if it was like a height differential if it really is like that to run in the snow but rogan loses banana wins i forgot honestly halfway through this episode i forgot rogan was even on it it just ever since d's storyline got taken out rogan was so last summer if you will and there was no way he was going to win. So whatever, Bananas wins, blah, blah, blah. This was all setting up for such a Bananas redemption story. I saw it coming, and they announced, like I said, they have to, the people who have won get to go to the compound, even though technically, just saying, as somebody who is a Fessy fan, he did win the first leg of that day. So they were acting like he was a piece of shit. He didn't do anything because he didn't win an elimination or he didn't win the cumulative net of the entire day, but he did win the first piece of it. Casey didn't win anything. Casey was the second girl and she didn't even have to 
face off in an elimination. So I, I didn't see her at all talking shit when they finally get into that like sauna house where they're basically sleeping on hammocks that look hard as a rock for the night. Like it didn't look that plush or that like restful. But Casey has no right talking shit within that little that little house because she didn't win anything. She gets to go. The four of them fall asleep, and I I guess I didn't hear it correctly that Fessy and Kyle only had to stand out for like six hours because so I was like they didn't give them a tent. Like that is really fucked up to be like here you have to sleep on this trash can. I knew this was coming. This was another element of a final that there's always good that they have, but I like it when everybody has to be involved. Like they should have done it where you're paired up with somebody and every few hours you have to switch, go inside and outside. I like it when they do stuff like that so that like everyone is equally miserable the next day. It just seemed like they like made Kyle and Fessy a little more tired than everybody else and then made them like like I said, that sleep in that random cabin in the middle of nowhere couldn't have been that great. I mean, what was the plumbing situation like? They couldn't have had modern day amenities. It was probably just like sleeping on a brick bench. So it wasn't that big of a reward. And even the next day, when they find out what the next wave of this is going to be, and usually I thought it was like in three days over three challenges. I don't know why three sounds like a good number to me, but they find out this is the last day, and basically the sets of people who have won get like a minute head start. It is nothing. It is 60, plain, plain old 60 seconds. They don't, aren't counting times of completion. It's order, and it's just kind of a fucked up way to do it. Whatever, that's how they chose to do it. So Corey and Jenny get their their first head start, and then Bananas and Casey go, and then Fessy goes because everyone else, and Kyle goes. Sorry, I forgot there's still two more guys left. And um, um, Fessy ends up finishing the math question first. It's like they have to enter a code, and Fessy gets it in like two seconds. He's in front of everybody by quite a distance, and for some reason, he just gasses out again. I mean, I don't know. I've watched a lot of his Instagram videos of his workouts, and I thought it had it, he had it in him. But I guess if it was like a squat competition or like a, a football drill competition, since he is the 30th, he was the 30th ranked tight end in the year he was supposedly entering the draft. I'm not going to say anything negative about Fessy. But gassed out again. They all start passing him. Jenny passes him. Like the girls are just like tiptoeing by Fessy. It's not a great sign, but I think he can work on it. I think that's something that, okay, it's your first season and you make it all the way to the final. You end up coming in fourth. It was very like Mahomes last year against Brady. You know, spoiler alert, Banana ends up winning. Banana, that I have that picture of him out now that looks like a Tom Brady picture with his like seven rings. So Bananas like, is like Brady, and Fessy is going to be like Mahomes. So this is first challenge. He's, he can feel out what the final's like. He knows he needs to work on his cardio, work on his endurance. I have faith in him, and especially he's got a lot more free time on his hands if he's not with Haley anymore. After that, it's pretty much just like a foot race to the top of the mountain to see TJ. Like, things that were missing from this final, we had no eating challenge. I like at least one 
like I said, one of everything. You've got the, you need a puzzle. You need the, like, endurance. You need the lifting things. You need an element of eating something gross. This seemed like a whole gross environment. Did any challenge this season have to do with eating anything gross? Like, what the fuck? That used to be half of the fun of the show is to see, like, somebody had to eat something. Everyone wanted to avoid it. It's always like a rat testicle. We got none of that. I was bummed. It was just like a lot of running through the snow. Just, there's so much potential with all the songs they were playing, the 10,000 Maniacs at the end. It just was Chef's Kiss beautiful production-wise, and they forgot to even talk about this final like for all this hype up you you can't be qualified to run my final it was almost harder to qualify to get in the final than the final itself it's like what they say getting into harvard getting into harvard's impossible once you get in apparently it's really easy i wouldn't know i didn't go to harvard but i just thought more thought could have gone into this final the whole time we're filming this walk this majestic bananas and jenny win which Everyone saw coming. It was like very anticlimactic. And Bananas is waxing on and off that he hasn't won in six years, seven years, whatever it is. And he was cursed ever since he made the decision to steal the money from his partner, who he did a similar final with. And she contributed a lot more than he probably did during this final. He was cursed. I don't think you can be cursed when you have six challenge wins. Like, I don't think if Tom Brady didn't win, you know, say he played till 50, if he doesn't win for another five years and then comes back and win, nobody's going to say there was a curse. So I didn't buy any of that. I love how he's being super dramatic about it. His curse, he needs to cement his legacy in the challenge world. And meanwhile, we have Corey talking about how he needs to like buy diapers for his children, his newborn daughter, his pregnant girlfriend, his other baby. Like Corey is playing this for the paycheck. Corey needs rent money. And Bananas is like, well, I'm just going to like build my resume, work on my reputation in this game. I just want to be the best challenger of all time. And it was just heartbreaking to watch him cross that finish line, knowing how bad Corey wanted it, how many times Corey was like playing a drinking game on his Twitter. Every time he mentioned his daughters and like who he was playing for, you would drink as like a joke. And it was just sad juxtapositioned with bananas thinking that like his poor legacy was on the line. So the two of them win. It's like everyone's like, great job, great job. No one's like mad. It just seems like they're exhausted, they're freezing, and they all want to get out of this country. Like even when Rogan lost, he was like, I feel such a sense of relief that this is over. They just didn't want to be there any longer. I think that maybe they should consider doing like a more tropical location or like a house that has windows next season. I know the challenge has been renewed, so that would be just one suggestion I'd throw out there. Another suggestion I would have is for, and I think this is what all of this was setting up, is I think that Bananas needs to take a little bit of a break. I respect the guy, greatest, I guess you can say greatest challenger of all time. Um, the people's favorite, I think, would be CT, just most iconic challenger. But he certainly has his records, and I don't think there's any denying that Bananas is the most prolific challenger of all time. I think he needs a little bit of a hiatus, a little bit of a sabbatical, like enjoy his winnings, spend the money. He has his like, he's with Morgan now and they should just be together, 
and maybe let somebody else win just for a little while. <laughs> Fessy. But I think that's what it was setting up to be. The ending was so dramatic. Bananas crying. He was acting like Kobe in 2010 when he won his fifth ring against the Celtics. Like, I'm never going to make it here again. My body physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, I'm not going to be able to do this again. It was a retirement tour, and that's kind of the only reason I'm okay with how it ended. Um, much contrasted to the way things had ended for Camilla, it is kind of nice to see a happy ending if that's the case or if I'm just going to turn around challenge 36 and bananas is like the fifth person mentioned. So to wrap things up for the season, we will all congratulate bananas, Jenny, great work. Um, I don't think, I think if you're the betting odds and I don't know anything about gambling at the beginning of the season, that's where all the money would have went. Did that sound good? Did that sound like I pulled that off? Like I knew what I was talking about. Um, hopefully, because those two were the clear favorites. They seemed to be working together. There wasn't a whole lot of great drama this season. We are getting a Zoom reunion, it looks like, next week. And I think, I tweeted this earlier, that I think like this Zoom reunion that we're being forced to get is the biggest letdown of things that have been canceled during coronavirus so far, because... I, for one, specifically wanted to see this reunion to see Jenna and Zach versus everybody else. That was something that I was super looking forward to. I don't think, I think Zach has a lot bigger balls when he's behind the computer screen, behind the keyboard. So I feel like he's not going to be that confrontational at the Zoom reunion. It would have been popping off at the finale in, in person if they had to like go to New York and do this in a studio. So like I just said, season 36 has been picked up. I did read the spoilers for this season. I knew that the winners were Bananas and Jenny, so probably that had a lot of influence on me thinking that Bananas and Jenny were automatic favorites, but I kind of like read that many, many months ago. I didn't remember anything that happened in the middle, and I kind of rolled my eyes when I first read it. I was like, no fucking shit, these two are going to win. So I will probably, I'm not going to promise I'm not going to read spoilers for the next season. I probably, as soon as I hit submit on this, I'm going to go look them up and see if they have like a cast for it. It's obviously can't have started filming yet. Americans aren't even allowed to go to many countries right now, so I don't even know when they're going to start filming it, but I'll see what I can dig up. I'm always a big spoiler girl, and, um, you know, I kind of, in some ways, wish I didn't read them, but I think I would have been even more pissed thinking that, like, Fessy or Corey had a ch chance in hell to win this, knowing Bananas won, I think, gave me a little bit more it softened the blow a little bit. So we look forward to season 36. I What do we feel about the Big Brother people? Do people Are people happy they're on? Are there going to be some that like we add in here? I know Tyler and Angela are a couple from Big Brother that a lot of people would like to see on the show. Are we going to keep some of them? Like Obviously, Fessy's not going anywhere. I've already guaranteed him winning a final at one point. Swaggy has retired from reality TV. I don't know if Bailey's going to come on without him. There's a few others. Um, Brett, who I infamously saw at my gym that I work out with a few months ago. And if I saw him there again, I probably would just inquire if he'd ever like to go on the challenge. I'll let you guys know if that happens. There's a few other people from Big Brother. So I think they... Like, I don't know what the general consensus is, but I think it's, they brought in the Are You The One people. They start to bring in different worlds and 
I think it adds a little bit something to the show. They had to do fresh meat at one point to just like insert fresh faces. So I'm glad we got some Big Brother newbies and I hope it continues for season 36. As always, please like, rate, and subscribe this podcast. I will not be stopping. I vow that to the fans listening. I will not be stopping with avoiding reality. Luckily for me, there are endless supplies of stupid reality shows that people care about. There is the new season of Married at First Sight. There's already one guy on it who is potentially the greatest fuckboy in the history of fuckboys on these reality shows. I will be doing further research to find that out. There's going to be some new shows coming back. I don't know what's going on with the next season of Big Brother, but there is plenty of content, plenty of stuff coming for you. Please subscribe, rate, listen, and let me know if there's other shows that you want me to watch. Peace out. I said fuck your ex-girlfriend Cause she ain't got shit on me I said fuck